Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and this is a special Twitter Spaces podcast episode where we get to talk more about uh, the Good Brothers and why they're in WWE. Is this a WWE and New Japan partnership? Is it a verbal, written, or a handshake agreement? Because wrestling is weird. Wrestling has contracts, but at the same time, it is completely weird especially in this situation so tonight on monday night raw which we are going to preview we have the good brothers showing up on a monday night raw and they're going to be taking on alpha academy and that has struck me very very intrigued interested and i just have a lot of questions a lot of theories because this is like the first time in so many years that wwe itself has decided to work with other uh, promotions because back in the day when it was WWF and Vince was um, in charge and in the territories, you know, they used to do this almost all the time with the territory and the champions of that time back in the 80s and stuff. So now to revisit it after so long of closing the doors, you know, this is kind of exciting for me. Um, I'm going to throw it over to Ronan first. Um, what are your first impressions of the Good Brothers uh, coming back to WWE? I think it's cool. Um, just brings in the sort of gang warfare that we're finally going to get uh, between Judgment Day and AJ Styles bringing in the Good Brothers, uh, reuniting the OC official club, the only club that matters. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do next uh, forward. Uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, uh, their matchup going up against Alpha Academy and seeing where they go on forward. I, I did hear that Rhea Ripley is now cleared to wrestle. Uh, she was just wrestling at a house show and like a mixed tag team match. So that's going to be uh, cool to see how she performs uh, tonight. And this is going to be a good episode. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, no Zen Master, your first impressions of the Good Brothers uh, coming to Monday Night Raw? Um, I got to be honest. Uh, the initial, my initial reaction, it was kind of eh. Um, just because we've seen, like, how many times have uh, Luke Gallows made a return. Um, like, it's almost big show level. And I'm not a Luke No, Gallows it's fan. been three times. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I wanted to say sorry because um, I know that this is like um, a episode for like the Squarezical podcast. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Oh, no, oh, no worries. No worries. Yeah, so the fact that he is, you know, Made a return three times. It kind of, and then considering what they did with the with the Good Brothers, their last run, it really it really fell flat. Um, but one thing I will say, I think I'm definitely intrigued by the potential, um, and I just I just don't want it to fall. I just don't want them to fall flat again. Which I totally understand that. Um, I really do get that. Um, so my next 
follow-up question to Zen would be um, when they debuted it, because like, you know, that whole entire day, last Monday, last week, the dirt sheets were all like, yeah, they're coming to, you know, WWE, they're going to debut and stuff like that. So me personally, I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, we're probably not going to see it. Right. So when it did happen, um, did you feel like it was a different Good Brothers as opposed to what we normally saw them, uh, you know, before in their run at WWE, if that if that makes any sense? Well, you know, no, it makes perfect sense. I think so. I when I I really analyzed that segment, um, and first, it still felt the same. Uh, one, uh, remember the last time they remember the last time that you know they had. You know the OC, the club. Um, they they uh, they were wearing the same colors. You know, I think like the red, black, white, gray. They were wearing, they had the same color scheme, so it, it looked and felt the same. Um, I think uh, even on the uh, on the Titan Tron, I I believe that it just said their names: Luke Gallows, um, Carl Anderson. So have they have it been confirmed what the name of the tag team is? Um, is it the Good Brothers? Um, is it the DOC? Um, is it just Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson? I think whatever name that you know is put onto them as a tag team, I think that will tell us a lot about where this where it could go with them. What do you want? Them it's to be the OC. It's just the OC. They got the same T-shirts. Well, they're they're modernized T-shirts of the OC. They had the hats of the Good Brothers, trademarked, and that's pretty much all you need to know right there. But he's um, also, but Ben is also getting into the concept of that because they showed up on WWE, it should technically be a little bit different. Uh, I would say it, it should be different to add a little bit more to their layers. Because this is even the graphic right here from WWE's official Twitter account. Which one? Uh, you can pin it in the in the thing. Which one? Yeah, I just did. Okay, let me uh, see. Oh, that? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's the picture I was going on, too, for this whole entire idea. But, um, yeah, I mean, most likely in the world of wrestling that, like, you guys know and that we know, uh, it's most likely going to be called the Good Brothers because, I mean, they showed up in Impact and then, like, New Japan and stuff like that. But I do think that um, because they're in WWE, it should be a slightly a little bit different just because it's a new layer. It's a new way of looking at them. And if rumors are to be true, true that, uh, you know, they're working with New Japan on, like, specific dates, you know, Um but my question still stands for, for Zen of like, you know, what, what would you want them to be called? Um, well, I'll tell you this. Let's just say, let's say we had the same return with only Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson last week, right? And what would have got me to pop? I'll, uh, I would say if they came as the Good Brothers, great. But what would have gotten? Could you imagine how how crazy it would have been if we saw that that old school the club um, logo on the Titantron? Um, you know, talk about like you know the multiverse um, clashing. Um, you know, the, um, now since there seems to be 
so, like the beginning or the potential or a trial period of a working relationship or a, or an understanding between New Japan and WWE. Um, I think that would have been one of the 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 biggest things. I think that was also one of the reasons why you know the OC or the club, if it was Balor Club or whatever, uh, in the uh, the last you know run didn't really work because, you know, everyone knew at the end of the day, you know, it was just a a imitation of the bullet club. So I think that would have got me to really pop. Uh, And I think the crowd would have popped if they would have saw that bullet club logo on the Titan Tron. Yeah. But unfortunately new Japan has the copyright to bullet club. So they can't really do anything of the sort of that at all because of uh, new Japan having the copyright for it. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense because there's literally two different kinds of universes within WWE and JPW. There's still a, um, a, new, a uh, Bullet Club and New Japan Pro Wrestling, and it's like, why Why else would you have a, another Bullet Club in WWE? Like, yes, they can still do the, their little uh, click thing, but again, this is WWE. It's not New Japan Pro Wrestling, so nothing's going to change about, about that going forward. As for what they're going to call themselves, think of it like how fucking um, the Bloodline comes out, and they're just this called the Bloodline, the multi-man group. You had this, you had the undisputed tag team champions, the Usos, just the Usos. In this, in this instance, it's the OC. It is Styles, Lou Gallows, and Carl Anderson. But when Lou Gallows, Carl Anderson come out tonight, facing off against Alpha Academy. There's going to be called the Good Brothers. It's as simple as that. It's nothing complicated. It's not fiction. It's facts. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good, Zen. Go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Ronan, I understand, uh, you know, we're talking about WWE. And um, I understand the copyright uh, thing um, as well, the copyright elements. But... Let's look at the last uh, three months, three to four months of what's been going on in WWE, Um, you know, with all of the changes that have been implemented so far um, to say, I I guess for us to say that something is not going to happen, I think that would be premature based upon um, the changes that we have seen um, so far. and. That was also one reason, you know, kind of um, reiterating the point that I made earlier was that was also one reason why my initial reaction when they came back was, eh, because once I saw, you know, that what they were wearing, uh, the colors that they were wearing and how they were presented, it's like, you know, even the mention of New Japan, I don't think it's, you know, there's, I have a hesitation on how extensive that partnership could be. Um, just because if it was something that was really going to be, you know, substantial, then I think we, they would have been presented, um, um, differently, you know, but hopefully this is just a child trial run and there could be more of a, uh, of, you know, kind of like a, a forbidden door that's, that's, uh, really opens. But AJ Styles has a career of doing this. That's, that's, a, that's the thing. AJ Styles has a lot of pride. He has a lot of pride, and he has a career of doing shit like this. 
whenever he, it was a tease back in his days in TNA, and he was being teased on joining um, the Aces and Eights. He had the best. He had, had you know beer, just drinking with the with the boys. And turns out, turns out on all of them. Come to find out, like maybe one or two weeks later, he starts coming out in the entrance during main event Mafia versus um, Aces and Eights, and then he joins. He's um, the fight against Aces and Eights. It's not. It's nothing new. Like I expected it to happen because I was like, there, "There's no way they're just gonna like have Eddie Styles join the Judgment Day. They're gonna have him get some backup or something." And what do you know? It happened. I've followed Eddie Styles for a long time as a fan, where he's like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I knew this was coming. Doesn't take away from the fact that it's like, oh well, it it, it it's whatever. But again, what did you expect whenever the Good Brothers were to come out, anyways? And their contract was up in the first place. If you follow like social media, so you knew what was going to happen as well. I mean, their contract was up with Impact, and then they went over to New Japan, and that's where Jay White was like, "Bullet yeah, Club." Is they were free agents, yeah. Uh, you know, Bullet Club is taking over the world and stuff, and then we happen to have two Bullet Club members who came back into Bullet Club over in WWE, which opens up a lot of uh, doors, questions, theories, red flags, and stuff like that. But we're gonna move on from from this. But I totally understand where where Ronan. I understand where you're coming from, and I understand where Zen is coming from, um, because it is sort of like if you think about it. Uh, because they have the verbal agreement with like New Japan, it's sort of like, well, they can't really be presented in such a grand way because there's they're still under uh, under contract with New Japan, and Carl Anderson is our never openweight champion. So it's like you know, um, WWE is a little constricted, but Triple H will make it work. My next question would be, why do you think we're having the Good Brothers versus Alpha Academy and not like a preview to? The Good Brothers versus Judgment Day. It's a spotlight the Good Brothers. Spotlight the Good Brothers in order to, you know, get get their, you know, get the feels in, soak in all the emotions, and then get, get their footing back in the, in the mat or where they belong back in the WWE for several years that they've been gone. And then they can, you know, just cut a promo addressing their return and dressing their support for AJ Styles on how they're going to attack Judgment Day, he, and discuss their relationship with uh, Finn Balor. Plain and simple. Um, yeah, I I agree with Ronan. Um, said for the most part, I think um, the fact that you know the survival, uh, survival, uh, Survivor Series. Excuse me. The theme being war games. I think this is going to be a uh, low burn uh, leading up to uh, Survivor Series, and um, I think it's going to be a schmaz. Um, you know, Otis will be able to, you know, have his uh, comedic moment, and it will be a, a schmaz. I don't, I don't see it. You know, a dis, you know, it's definitely going to be some type of disqualifications um, starting. You know, this this angle going to uh, um, to war games. 
you know, this is why I like hosting these things and even doing it like on Twitch and have people uh, remind me certain things because I keep forgetting that um, we're we're basically on the road to Survivor Series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I I keep forgetting about that. So thanks for we have Crown reminding Jewel, me. Like now. Crown Jewels coming up, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So like, um, you know, this makes sense to have. The Good Brothers there and stuff like that. So, like, it makes sense that we're going to be doing the slow burn to Survivor Series and have, like, you know, the, the traditional Survivor Series matches and or war games and stuff like that. You know, um, I keep forgetting that. And, like, last week, um, doing the same thing, I had I was talking with um, Aussie Lucian about, like, you know, a Survivor Series uh, three-company, like, triple threat thing of, like, AEW has theirs, New Japan has their team, and WWE has their team and shit like that. Like, I can't even forget this shit. But um, me personally, I think that, like, well, now that, now that you guys mentioned this, it might not be a very good idea, but I would want the Good Brothers to go right after Judgment Day and have, like, a DQ because at least then we could skip all, like, I'm going to consider it small talk. Like, them fighting uh, Alpha Academy, which I have nothing against them. To me, I just consider that, like, small talk in a way where, like, we could just skip over that and go to, like, you know, the good part and, like, like enrich that story between, you know, the Good Brothers with AJ Styles plus, you know, Judgment Day and shit. Like, I'd rather do that. I think I... I no. Go ahead, Ronan. Sorry, I was just I was gonna say, it's like when, when um, Cody Rhodes came back to WWE after six years, he's been gone. Um, you know, first he had that match with Seth Rollins, and then he gets a um, <clears throat> he gets a match with Cody Rhodes. I mean, Co- Cody Rhodes gets a match with the uh, Miz after their Miz TV uh, segment, and you know, it's just like trip, Triple H. You got to realize this: he doesn't like to rush into things. He likes to build tension with his storylines. And this is um, a, th- a, a theme that we've seen of him from NXT. That whole mystery attacker of Aleister Black. You didn't know who it was. People were, were just uh, making all these assumptions and theories and everything like that. Um, and then you finally get that big payoff of who it was with Johnny Organo attacking Aleister Black. So they're not... They're not gonna just like go right up, right ahead, and just rush into things and be like, "Hey, we're gonna have the Judgment Day versus the OC just yet." Maybe they'll say this for Crown Jewel, or they'll wait a while until Survivor Series. It all um, builds up in a matter of time, and I don't mind seeing the Good Brothers uh, back in WWE because I think we're gonna get some entertainment television. Uh, between Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows alongside AJ Styles. And I um and one more thing just to um you know further my point is <clears throat> I I kinda got annoyed with the feud of Edge versus Judgment Day because they he he's beaten Judgment Day like so many times and it's like do you want to really see something like that with AJ Styles where they, they just keep feuding with him? consistently over and over again it's like 
going to piggyback off of what you just said, uh, Ronan, and sorry to interrupt, but I agree with you about Edge. I think the whole thing, um, I think the whole thing with him when he made the face turn and he's trying, and it's like he's doing like this, this brood esque like face turn. I think it's, I think it's fallen flat, you know, outside of like, you know, the pop that he got when he was in, um, uh, was it? Mar- Toronto or Montreal, uh, where he wore the uh, black and white uh, maple leaf gear. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if, because, you know, originally, because uh, that was a Vince call where he just, um, you know, made that switch. I wouldn't be surprised, and this, this will be my prediction, um, for War Games, if there's going to be a double turn where... Edge goes back to the Judgment Day, and it'll be like a New Age brood, and um, Finn Balor joins up with the OC, um, you know, because they've had it with the Balor Club, then they had the OC, and it was always, but they've never, but and AJ never been together, so I think, I, I, I'm making that prediction for uh, Survivor Series. Oh man, that's gonna be uh something uh with that prediction because um I'm just thinking of like all the shit like Jay White would like freaking say and probably take credit for and basically be like, you know, we're taking over the world and stuff like that. Exactly. Um yeah, uh very good points from the both of you. Um and yeah, I'm gonna have to agree that like, you know, as much as I love Edge, um it was getting kinda like te not not tedious, but sort of like um, it felt like it was going to be the same thing, like the same outcome um, every time that Edge faced Judgment Day. Like, I got it. I understood why he went, you know, to go face them. But, like, to do it multiple times, it was like, all right, dude, I get it. I totally get it. We got to do something new. Um, but, yeah. Well, I mean, I just wanted uh, the OC versus uh, Judgment Day. It could, To me, it could have ended like a DQ for tonight only because I wanted to, like, get into that. You could still do a... Slow burn. I just want things to make sure that, um, I, I, you know, I trust, I trust Triple H, but at the same time, it's like I want something consistent. You brought them in for X amount of time. We don't know how long that time is, so you know, let's not waste the time that is given to them because you know we don't know if New Japan is gonna pull the plug and be like, oh no, we definitely need him back for this tour. You know, blah blah blah, whatever it is. Even though they verbally agreed on. Uh, specific dates, but you never know. Companies could be like, oh no, we need them back for, for for whatever reason, you know? So I was just like, the OC shouldn't be, shouldn't have their time wasted until like actual negotiations with actual contracts and in the fine print says you can use our guys for you know, this amount and then they have to come back over here to Japan to do a tour and then we'll gladly give it back to you, you know? Absolutely. absolutely. And, uh, you know, one thing I will definitely say when with Triple H running the show is that I don't think we're not really going to see what what his product, his you know, what his creative is going to look like until after WrestleMania. After once they make, you know, because it's usually right after WrestleMania every April where they make that big batch of cuts. I think that's when we'll really see because uh, everything happened so abrupt. I think that's when we'll really see like, you know, what things are going to look like moving forward. But I think right now I'm going to definitely give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, Ronan, you want to add anything before I move on to a different question? Yeah, yeah. So I think the budget cuts will not devalue the state of WWE after the World WrestleMania is over. Um, now with how much things are getting better with WWE nowadays. Um, so I'm looking forward to the future of the company on what it's um the what is direction is is going for right now true yeah um we'll we'll see when all that comes you know come around towards april so now i guess we could get into like the theories behind us because um you know uh november 5th is um the day where Carl Anderson is going to be back in Japan. He's going to be putting up that never open weight championship title on the line against Hikaleo. Um, so like I want Hikaleo to win because I still think that if you put a championship on a, um, on a wrestler that like doesn't really show up in the promotion, you know, I'm considering it like the, the title is held hostage. So I technically want Hikaleo to like win the belt, but um, you know, would you guys think there's any red flags if Hikaleo wins the belt? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Like I mean, the shows the shows might be like taped, so it 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 should happen. Wait, what show might be taped? The NJPW Power episodes. Um, no, see, this one is not on strong. Um, this is basically in in Japan, um, on New Japan World is gonna be live. Mm. Yeah. So so this one is gonna be live, um, you know, for the belt to be put up and you know to see what happens. Because if you know Carl Anderson loses the never open weight to uh Hikaleo, then you know that means that maybe the verbal agreement is done, even though they said that. They're going to be there until Wrestle Kingdom. What's the point of being there to Wrestle Kingdom if he's not going to be the champion and he's over in WWE? It's not going to make sense if he has like a Wrestle Kingdom match. But then again, they do give like um, special matches and shit. Wouldn't it be kind of cool? Has, has the New Japan belt ever been um, featured? Has anyone ever brought the belt over in the history of the company? Um, are you talking about like on a oh, different I mean, promotion? To, 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 like, WWE, to WWE. To my knowledge, no. Only because, um, like I said at the beginning of this episode, that like you know, um, it's been so many yeah. years now that like they're opening their doors to like do stuff but no i would have liked it if carl anderson would have showed the belt last monday just because he's like i'm the champion what you got what, what you gonna do about it yeah you know, I don't ab- know. absolutely that, i think that would have uh that would have been great um you know one of the things that i think uh that we should definitely remember is that um you know as much look a lot of people hate on them but you know, the click is running show. And, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but when, before, you know, Scott Hall signed with WCW, when he was negotiating with Vince, one of the things that he wanted to do, just like, hey, look, um, if you can't match that money um, that WCW 
AEW is offering me, let me go over to Japan and and work some uh, work some shots. Like you know, give me let me work six weeks. I'll be able to make up the difference, and I can still work for uh, for you. And Vince shot that down. Um, I think you know, just with that mindset. Obviously, Scott and Triple H are two different people, but. You know, these are guys that talked about the business for a couple of years on the road. And that all they did was talk about the business. And I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Triple H would open up that door. Having a wrestler's mentality, uh, knowing that, hey, you know what, it is let some let a guy go somewhere else, make uh make some money for his family, um, keep him off, off our TV for a while, because uh, you know. Um, absence make the heart grow fonder, and it's a win-win for everyone. Um, so I I see this as being the time that the door could be opened uh, for both sides. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't know about that story that Vince was like uh, telling Scott Hall no that you can't go over there because uh, he has wrestled um, in. Japan here and there, like sparingly, but I think that was when he went over to WCW and uh, that's I remember when WCW had uh, that had a, Eric created like a, a full partnership with Japan, where yeah. they even had um, like an uh, like they made a title. There was NWO Japan, all of that stuff. But uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was one of the things because like when Scott was just like. Hey, you know, uh, when he got the the offer from Eric, he was like, "Look, he went to Vince and say, hey, just match the money.'" And then he came up with all he came up with these different ideas, including working for Japan. I think uh, he even brought up Vader, but uh, in the situation, but I guess Vince was like, "No, that's a that's a completely different um, uh, deal." Um, but yeah, I think the fact that you know uh, Vince was never a wrestler. You know, he's a son, he was a, he's a son, you know, it's not, he's not dead, but, um, you know, he's a son of a promoter. So I think the fact that you have someone that is, you know, coming from a wrestler's mindset and knowing that, Hey, just because, uh, I don't, just because I don't want to oversaturate someone on my, on my, uh, in my creative, doesn't mean they need to just sit down, uh, uh, at home and not have a chance to make money. So I definitely see that as something that could uh that could be happening more often in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um I would like to mention that uh WWE gave uh Nakamura the okay to go over to Japan and be part of the uh funeral for um Antonio Inoki, which was uh pretty cool, you know, to let him go and be like, you know, go give your respects and stuff like that. Um cuz both of them sort of like was in the same era and stuff. So it was nice for, to see that happen. Um, also, I do want to bring up that um, starting in November, we do have World Tag League. So I don't know if like the Good Brothers involvement with WWE, um, they could whisper stuff into Triple H's ear and be like, hey, let, let us get some of your tag teams and let and let and you know let's let's have them over in Japan because they haven't they haven't uh given us the lineup yet of like who's gonna be in these these tournaments because we're gonna be having World Tag League plus uh Super Junior Tag League back to back um to finish out the year so it'll be nice to see some WWE guys in there because I know AEW ain't gonna do shit with that yeah a hey, that's. 
I don't know if that's a whole nother show, but yeah, let's, uh, you know, AEW is not going to do shit with a lot of things. Oh. <laughs> um, are you are you are you talking about how like if we mention like AEW and how they're not going to do do a lot of shit that um that, that that's worth for another show? Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Well, you should come to uh, my live streams because uh, you know we have a lot of fun there talking about all the shit that AEW. Oh needs yeah, to fix. okay. Well, so you you'll be right. You'll be right oh, at definitely home, consider that done. You'll be you'll be right at home. Um, but yeah, I, I know that if we do talk about AEW, it's gonna take like two fucking hours because I just I just know, man. But by the way, if anyone's listening to this on uh the replay, you know, just know that we care about wrestling. We want wrestling to succeed. It's not like you know, we're just gonna be like it sucks and move on. No, we're gonna be like, this is what needs to get fixed, and these are our, our ideas, and you know, you could take it from there. But staying on the topic of WWE, um, you know. Would there be any tag teams that you guys would like to see in either World Tag League and Best of the Super Juniors? And by the way, Super Junior weight limit is like a cruiserweight-ish type of wrestler. So yeah, what tag teams would you guys want to see? I don't know. That's interesting that that you said that you don't know. I mean, like... Because I haven't watched NGPW in a while. I haven't been following as much. I mean, you don't really have to. I'm saying what tag teams from WWE would you like to see them over there in the tournaments? I would love to see... Mm-hmm. I would love to see the Usos. I would... Yeah. Oh, I would love to see the Usos. Uh, and I'm sure there's some other members of that bloodline uh, you know, in Japan, or you know that you know they could get in the ring with. Um, but yeah, I would love. Uh, yeah, I would love to see the Usos. Uh, that would be that would be uh great. I know um, it may may sound like a weird one, but I'm I'm odd one, but I I want to see Shelton Benjamin and. Uh, Cedric Alexander. Oh, yeah. that's, one. That'd be nice. that's a good one. And you know what? I would even say, I would even say the New Day, just because, and only for this reason. They've gotten stale. They've gotten, they've, they've gotten stale, and I don't know if it's because if it's the absence of Big E, uh, but they've gotten stale, and I think putting them in a new environment, um, you know, I think would be intriguing. Uh, it definitely would be um, in, intriguing, um, I guess. Uh, you know, I would like those two to be there. I think Xavier Woods would get over so fast in Japan just because of, like, you know, his nerdy side and then, you know, he'll show pictures and videos and he'll get over. Him and Kofi will get over over and stuff like that. Um, you know, I was gonna bring this question up. Um, what about if they send uh Dominic uh, Mysterio um over there? Like, who's gonna be who's gonna be his tag team partner going with him? Wow, could you imagine a mixed gender, a mixed tag team match uh, with him and Rhea Ripley? Um, 
First of all, I have a I have, I'm having trouble taking him seriously with the with the the mullet. Um, oh really? <laughs> I'm in trouble taking him seriously, but I you know what? I think uh, he would be a great person to go out there because um, he for for his for his limited experience, he's been put in, into a spotlight. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, the, the separation with him and Pops, which I think we can all assume that will lead to a retirement match since WrestleMania is in L.A., a retirement match, uh, you know, um, at 39 um, with with Ray. But uh, I think that would be great to send him over, get let him get some more experience, um, you know, um, especially if he's going to be in a in a high profile match, assuming they'll make that happen at this WrestleMania uh, with his dad, he would be a great person. And then, uh, and you have the mixed gender um, as well uh, with Rhea Ripley. That would be that would be interesting. It would be too. Um, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling is breaking uh, down there, like guard or barriers, however you want to put it, because on November 20th, uh, they will be having a special edition of New Japan X Stardom, where it is mixed tag matches between, uh, you know, New Japan wrestlers and Stardom wrestlers, um, and then also crowning the first, no, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think November 20th is also crowning the first ever IWGP Women's Champion as well. I don't think that's going to Wrestle Kingdom. It might be. Maybe not. I have to double check. But yeah, I would like to see uh, Dominic and Rhea Ripley over there in um, Japan taking on a mix of one stardom um, Joshi wrestler and uh, one New Japan wrestler. Um, but you know, hats off to New Japan for breaking down their barriers and guards to let that happen. Because they don't really normally do that at all. It's just like it's either men versus men or women versus women. Um, but see, this is the exciting times that we have, um, especially not knowing enough about this whole deal, partnership, whatever it may be. It might be just a verbal agreement um, that, you know, uh, WWE gets to use the Good Brothers and stuff like that um, for the time being. And Japan gets to benefit, um, you know, from it because that opens the doors for a lot of the WWE guys to experience stuff. And then maybe on the timeline, we could stop having the freaking discussion of like, you know, oh, they're like a WWE guy, like through and through, like they uh, they got to experience other things too and travel the world and shit. Um, so yeah. I just see a tweet here that says AEW has been putting on a masterclass on how to tell stories for most of 2022. WWE has been putting on a masterclass on how to book random matches nobody cares about in 2022. It's really easy to see why AEW is thriving and WWE is declining. Marie, what did you what do you think about that? Did you did you plug the tweet up here? Yeah, you did. Uh, this this guy just wants. This guy just wants the clout. I know, I know who he is. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, he just he just wants the clout. That's all. That's all. I'm, uh, I mean, that's really not all I'm gonna say. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, um, it sounds like he got it reversed. Um, you know, because for 2022, AEW hasn't really been telling stories. There's a lot of inconsistencies. There's a lot of like stuff that don't make sense. I I mentioned this on my on my on my Twitch channel, I believe that you know, how do you um like 
allow another wrestler to steal a championship belt and then have another wrestler challenge for that stolen championship belt and you have oh, I gotta go. See ya. Oh. Okay. Um you know, how do you uh challenge for that championship title that like wasn't won and it's stolen and then when the owner of the championship title comes down to go get it, security is stopping her. Like what kind of what kind of story is that? That's not a story. That's not that's not consistency. That's nothing. Uh WWE has always been telling um really good stories. Um, you know, no matter what, no matter how we feel about it, but you still remember the stories going this, on. This What's is the up? thing, uh this is the thing that I have. I guess, you know, maybe we both have some time our, on our hands, but this is two things about uh M- uh A that I think is it's not a good sign for things to come. I think first of all, when um when you have Daddy Ass and MJF, to me, the most entertaining parts uh of their programming right now, that's that's pretty alarming because one, you have one person who what what how old is Billy Gunn at this point? What, fifty-five? You know, um, and yeah, and you know he's genuinely like I I'm so happy for his resurgence and for him to get like another run that you know it 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 still feels somewhat like New Age Outlaws but it's something different and it feels authentic to him. I absolutely love it. I, and then you know also with the acclaim, they're they're you know here's the problem with the acclaim. How entertaining are they going to be? Uh, once uh, Billy Gunn's contract is up and he decides to go back to uh, to WWE since, like, you know, everyone else, all of his fa- fa- uh, family is there. And then, two, with MJF, MJF is, for what, probably the, he, I think, hands down, the best uh, person on the mic, the best promo in the business, but he's not even in the title picture. Uh, I think the AEW, their, their heavyweight championship, is kind of irrelevant at this point. Um, like who's who's champion? Um, who who even cares? Um, you know. And then what? Most of those guys that came over, if it was Cody Rhodes, if it was uh, Moxley, Jericho, uh, you can even say Punk to a degree, even though his issues are much deeper. But their problems were with Vince. Um, Vince is gone, and now you know that grass is not looking so green on the other side. Um, you know, so is is AEW going to be relevant in five years? You know, um, because you know Tony Khan eventually, you know, uh, eventually his dad is going to stop funding this passion project. You know, it's bad enough they have the the Jaguars who suck. So, you know, uh, I, I don't see AEW being around in five years. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not going to, like, disagree or agree with that. Like, you know, I just want them to to get better. But I totally understand, like, all the points that, like, you know, you made and shit like that. Um, you know, I, I like, just originally, uh, j- just to wrap up the AEW thing, um, you know, I just want them to get better. Absolutely, absolutely. I want competition, and I'll even take back what I just said. It's not that I wouldn't want them around. Where they are right now, it it, it would they won't be relevant in five years if they keep going at this pace. But 
it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. And competition, you know, uh, is key. So, yeah. Um, and also, I uh, I do understand where you're coming from with that statement, though. Just, just so you know. Um, so I'm not gonna like harp on you for saying some shit like that because I understand like I, I understand where you're coming from with that. Um, but and, but regardless of that, back to uh, WWE Raw. Um, you know, we were getting on the theories of stuff like that of uh, like Carl Anderson having the belt, um, him first seeing Hikaleo um, in on uh, November fifth. Um, so the other theory uh, before we got like really 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 sidetracked was that if Hikaleo loses to Carl Anderson and Carl Anderson retains. I honestly want to see this chase go from New Japan Pro Wrestling to WWE. I I wouldn't like I I can't say I wouldn't. I was gonna say I wouldn't mind, but I you know I would love. Uh, that's a better way of saying it. I would love Hikaleo to show up on WWE to face. Um, you know, Carl Anderson for that belt, even though people might be like, oh, why the fuck would you want that? Blah, 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 right? You know, it's not a WWE belt, but, you know, it's telling stories across the promotions, and that's what AEW is doing with um, New Japan, and now they're going to be doing it with um, all, uh, no, they're going to be doing it with, like, Noah maybe and whatnot, you know? Um, I would like that. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if the Good Brothers for some reason were, I don't know, in a championship match um, against the Usos and Piccolo, uh cost them the match because he interfered. Like, and then my hopes, and then my hopes will get will go up because I want to see Tama and exactly. and Loa over there. <laughs> my hopes will go like straight up the roof, man. I'm gonna be like, man, I want to see that forever. Like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then like you know, uh, with Wrestle Kingdom coming up, um, you know, Carl Anderson could always drop the championship there. Um, you know, the one thing that I want New Japan to do is um, have their titles like be loved and mean something, especially the, their uh, divisions for that for that championship title. Because uh, far too often the never openweight championship title has like gotten the worst stick of it all <laughs> you know like i'm just like man how do you take it away from tama that didn't even get the the division off the ground and then like still has not given him the iwgp world heavyweight championship title even though i do adore jay white but it's still like man how the fuck do you do that you know i agree i agree all right so aside from the good brothers right because this is supposed to be a preview for raw right. we also have elias Returning, is anyone excited? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I wish they didn't the return. I wish they didn't. I I wish they did not announce that um, that return. I think it would it would have been great to uh, to even just start the show with him in the ring with the guitar under the spotlight. Um, yeah, I think the whole I think that storyline was such a joke that um, saying he's coming back it just it just feel it just kind of fell flat. Like I don't think he deserves a um, uh, an announcement that he's coming back after that um, shitty storyline. True, 
Yeah, I mean, I can understand. Like, I think I would have maybe popped or just had, like, a smile on my face if, like, you know, the spotlight did come on and he's just playing a few uh, guitar chords and stuff like that. Um, You know, I'm interested to see if he's going to be able to... I mean, every man grows their beard at a different rate. I know that. But, like, the, the, the size of his beard lasts, you know? It's sort of like... Can he get it back that way? Is he going to wear, like, fake extensions or whatever it is? Like, I'm just very interested in the overall production of how to get back the Elias that was before he was Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I think it's I think that was the only reason why I don't think there was any injuries announced or, you know, um, that was revealed. So I think he probably went home just to grow back uh, the beard. So, um yeah, I, I wish they didn't. I, I, um, you know, I, I, I would. It could have been a. It could have been a surprise. Um, you know, it could have been a surprise. I don't think they could have surprised. They could have done a surprise on Raw. I don't think Crown Jewel is a great. Um, is a great place to uh, do a surprise just because the crowd doesn't really pop. Um, could they have like, you know, um, held it off to maybe, you know, um, survivor series war games where he, um, you know, he screws, uh, some team, uh, maybe, but he, mm. it really could have been a surprise. Yeah, it could. Um, I'm going to take a mini little break from talking about wrestling and giving a huge, wonderful shout out to the Rev Cupid. I haven't talked to him in forever. So I just want to know, how is he doing? How are you, sir? Um, getting older day by day. Yep. <laughs> Man, it's, it's so great that you hopped into my space and uh, we finally get to chat and I hear your voice, man. It's been so long. Yeah, it's been a while. How you been, yeah. my friend? I've been, I've been good, man. I've been just making content, trying to get myself out there, trying to uh, work with other companies and stuff like that. I became the official podcaster to an all-woman's uh, wrestling promotion out in I Jersey. I want in on that. I want in on that. <laughs> uh, you had me at all women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was, uh, yeah, I'm the official podcaster. I still have to create content uh, for them, which, I, which I'll be getting on that soon. I, I'm kicking myself in the ass that I'm waiting so long. Um, you know, made, uh, made some new friends in, in the wrestling business and stuff. Um, right on. Right but, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, just trying to um, do these Twitter spaces along with, like, streaming and stuff like that, you know, just to get my name out there and, like, you know, because the goal is to work for New Japan. To try you everybody still doing the Twitch thing? Yeah, I'm still doing the Twitch thing. Um, I got back right into, uh, you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got back into streaming after like you know getting out mm-hmm. of depression and shit. But while I have you here, um, do you have anything to add about you know the Good Brothers coming back to WWE, even though they are New Japan wrestlers? Well, their AE probably uh, AEW thing there. That's we all know the story behind that. Uh. Actually, it probably would have made more sense to bring them out at Extreme Rules, but, you know, they want to reveal the return of Bray Wyatt correctly, so I can understand that. I would have waited myself. I would have brought them out at a pay-per-view, but that's just me. I'm just, you know, it's a personal thing with me. That's all. It's not, doesn't mean I'm right. doesn't mean I'm wrong. 
Yeah, I totally get that. Uh, most surprises um, feel better at like certain pay per views if it's not like overshadowed by like someone else that's bigger. So yeah, I totally get that. Um, so we were talking before about like you know, Carl Anderson has the never open weight uh, championship uh, title, um, and you know, how would you feel if he lost it to Hikaleo on November fifth in Japan? Um, and then head over to WWE. Like, do you think that like his contract would be up if he did that? Like, it like, would. I, the flags? I don't think it would be up, but we got to look at the fact that it really doesn't hurt to lose once in a while either. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, um, I've I've seen nobody like brought that up yet on like internet wrestling community Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm just thinking like, okay. In that case, it wouldn't hurt Anderson to lose because it would only make his standing go up, you know, in the business. And he wouldn't have, he could focus on WWE, what he's got to do there too, right? Because you don't want any distractions either. That's true because um, we're all trying to figure out like exactly what is going on because, you know, technically in wrestling uh, for, you know, the amount of time that all of us here have been watching and studying it, like we kind of figure out, you know, the, the, the black and white parts and then like there's that gray area where like things just don't make sense, but somehow mm-hmm. it turns out to be logical. But in this case, it's like, you know, the Good Brothers went from AEW to Impact their contracts were up in impact and then go over to new Japan. They just follow like Jay white to go back into bullet club. And then we have the champion and it's to see them on WWE is sort of like, Whoa, what are we, what are we really doing here? Like, how is this really happening? And, you know, it's more exposure for new Japan pro wrestling in a way, especially when like, you know, um, podcasters talk about the relationships and, and stuff like that. But yeah. And, I'm and to- it'll give WWE the opportunity not to just open the forbidden door, but just to bust it down. Yeah. Um, because um, it open. Just yeah. turn it. Yeah. And then, you know, to also have WWE guys go over to New Japan to get some like reps in, to get some like cool matches, mm-hmm. matches. And then vice versa and stuff like that. So in one aspect, I do agree that, like, you know, he doesn't need any distractions um, because, you know, I, I mean, it, it, it's def- I think it's definitely a big distraction. He goes and helps AJ Styles while, like, you know, Hikaleo is over here training to be, like, young and take that belt off of you and stuff like that. But I did mention that um, I would like a chase where Hikaleo shows up on WWE and then Zencaster was all like, um, you know, we should have like, you know, the Usos face, you know, the, the good brothers, Hikaleo comes in, um, basically has a DQ and then we get like a triple threat and have like G.O.D. in there, like, you know, fantasy booking. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, Rev, do you have any um, thoughts on uh, Elias showing up on WWE Raw? Well, we all know who Elias was. Uh, turned into another character because and then it it did resonate, but not as good as what they were expecting. So they he had to switch back to Elias. Yeah. Um, did uh, uh, this question goes for both uh, Rev and Zen? Did you guys enjoy the Ezekiel storyline? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was a nice departure from the Elias. 
You know, it kept actually what it did. It kept him relevant. And that's what you need. It kept him relevant. That's true. Then what about you? If he's there, he might be, he might be away from his phone. Um, yeah. He proposed, he proposed different gimmicks. Right. And one they did, they turned down flat out because they said it was too much like Randy Savage. Right. I think so. I don't, I don't ever remember hearing that story, but it does kind of look like he did based on that picture of like Ezekiel in the hospital. And then like his family members are there. So I, I guess. So, uh, uh, I did like the uh, Ezekiel thing. It kind of lightened, lightened. He was able to explore another area of Elias that he wasn't allowed to explore when he was Elias. Yeah, which is true. Um, and that's something that the internet wrestling community as a whole needs to understand that sometimes um, you can't always keep a wrestler in like their their box, which is like the wrong phrase but you know people will get the idea if I say you can't always keep a wrestler in their box that sometimes they have yeah. to break out and try to find their groove and like what really sticks and what's really like well, look, look Austin. he didn't really hit his groove until after he got injured yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely so That's it took cool. him how many years did that happen a long time yeah the same thing with Triple H that like you know the whole blue blood thing didn't like work until he became, you know, the game, Triple H, and, like, uh, and how we know him as. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Oh, there, um, are, there is a prime example of expanding your character and evolving. Look at Triple H's career. Yeah, definitely. Not said. Yeah. Um, so, um, I guess, um, I guess Zen really did walk away, um, but I guess we're going to move on to me asking... Um, are we excited for Brock Lesnar uh, tonight on Monday Night Raw? Overdone. Uh, does that mean that you don't, you're not excited for it? Oh, I'm excited. I'm just saying his returns are being overdone. They're getting stale. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, I like the character, but when you bring him back, don't bring him back on a against Bobby Lashley, it ain't going to work as well as if you brought him back during a match between, uh, let's say, Roman Reigns or somebody else at a pay-per-view. True. Yeah, I can see that. Like, uh, when he showed up, I was just like, what is happening? Why is he here? And then, like, when he takes the mic to start talking, I'm just like, who stole the real Brock Lesnar? Here we go again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Come on. That's uh, it, but yeah. Um, when 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 the real like Brock Lesnar talks, I'm just like, yo, what happened to the old Brock Lesnar? Where is he? Is he kidnapped? Like, can we go save him? Because I'm not used to this Brock Lesnar that like talks that and smiles, smiles and everything. I'm like, no, man, you're gonna no, you're gonna like you know send me into That's like no. the battle. <laughs> no. Like, no, man. But um, I don't know. I'll see. We'll see what happens when. Brock Lesnar comes on Monday Night Raw because 
It's sort of like, all right, now he's in this program with Lashley. Lashley just lost the damn United States Championship title. Like, why the fuck did that happen? You know? Um, and segue. We don't know why because Lashley got injured in that last uh, Crown Jewel thing when he did the Elimination Chamber. So, wait, are you saying that they took the boat off of him because of that? I'm confused. No, no. No, no, no. I'm not saying they took the belt off of him because of that. Okay. But a lot of people are forgetting the instance where he got injured in that elimination chamber in Saudi. Okay. Okay. I'm following you now. And, and then... So they're expanding on that as far as I'm concerned. But that's, you know, that's um... right. Okay. But, you know, I... it was kind of Lesnar's you know, <laughs> Lesnar was there. He wasn't exactly the cause, but he was there. He was part of the cause of that, him being injured and stuff. Uh, yeah, okay. I got it. I got it. So I think what they're doing is they're building a storyline on that. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Because I, I, you got me a tiny bit confused. But, yeah, I got it now. Um, Zen is back. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I had to step away. Okay. No worries. Uh, so... What what you missed was I asked if uh, if you enjoyed the Ezekiel storyline. Did I enjoy <laughs> two? I'll put it like this: Was it amusing? Yes. Was it something that I take it um, that I took it serious? Um, not at all. Like it was, it got it got a chuckle. Um, yeah, it, it definitely got a chuckle. Uh, I, I was done with the storyline when um, Elias came back and you could clearly see that beard was uh, was fake. It was uh-huh. like, you know, big on the face. That's when I was just kind of done with it. Like, okay. Um, you know, it was almost like years ago when, when um, before... Um, when um when when WWE was um acting like the Undertaker didn't shave his head in real life, so they had him like literally in weave yeah, under yeah. his hat. Uh, it it looked it really looked very synthetic. So once they had that fake beard, that's when I was kind of done with the whole thing. Okay, all right. So then after that, uh, we went into uh, talking about Brock Lesnar and uh, Brock Lesnar's. Uh, he's going to be appearing on Raw. How excited are you? <laughs> You know what, I, this new version that we've seen of Brock this past year, like, you know, I think he's being called Yellowstone uh, Brock. I love it. <laughs> love his, pers- love the personality, um, you know, just the change to the look, even him getting on the mic. Um, like, I, I really embrace the, the a character and the thing is he doesn't you know he just comes in blow shit up and then leave um so he, he you know he's not he's not going to have an, an opportunity to ever get stale so i love it i'm glad that he's back okay so then we kind of segued into like uh you know the whole united states championship thing because um as you as we saw last week that um, you know, Lashley lost the belt to Seth Rollins, and tonight for Monday Night Raw, they're advertising Seth Rollins versus um, Matt Riddle. 
I'm guessing it's for the belt, but are we are we tired of seeing Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins? Well, absolutely. Because the thing is, I think the fact that they see this is the this is one of the things that this feels very Vince esque, and I hope um, Triple H cleaned this up. Wasn't the whole point of the what was it? What what was it? The Fight Club? Um, what was the the name of the match that they just had with Daniel Cormier as a special? Rep- it was the Fight Pit. The, the Fight Pit. The Fight Pit. Wasn't that supposed to be it? Like that was supposed to be the ultimate. Where you know we're we're going to this thing. You know this thing isn't over until one of us is dead. Type of thing or can't or is like damn near. You know um, it paralyzed. Um, you know, not to like, be over dramatic. So the fact that they just did that less than two weeks ago, and it's like, oh wait, no, that wasn't the finale. There's more. I think it's a, I think it's a slap in the face to the feud, uh, considering that how they, how they really, you know, wrote this feud in a way that it felt very personal. They, they, you know, took different steps. They got very edgy. Uh, so all of a sudden, no, it's there's a title match between them. Less than two weeks later on Raw, it I think it's a slap in the face to the entire feud. All good points, Rev. You have anything to add? Whatever happened to the slow burn that Triple H <laughs> got preaching about? Whatever happened to that concept? I mean, I mean, like a few happening with other people. That slow burn is happening with other people. <laughs> yeah, but it should have been safe for Riddle and Rollins because I find. It's too much in too short a time. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, I do think that uh, their feud should have ended at the fight pit. However, I think that, you know, Rollins would have came out on top because I just personally don't like Matt Riddle. Um, So I'm a little biased with that. So, you know, I would always pick um, Rollins over Riddle uh, Mm -hmm. just on everything and just, you know. And Riddle is why that DC was their special guest referee. Yeah, um, which, by the way, he was a very good uh, special guest referee. Um, you know, so if he ever wants to, like, have, um, you know, some type of career in WWE, I wouldn't mind. It would be, like, really nice special stuff um, mm-hmm. because, you know, WWE still has the entertainment part, so it still has to sort of cater to wrestling and entertainment for all of our sake. Um, but, yeah. Brock Lesnar. What happened? Special attraction, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's that's why Brock Lesnar like be leaving. Um, they'll, they'll be like, "Here, Brock, here's your check. It's already signed, right?" So he goes home, then comes back, and like, it's like, "Bro, where have you been?" You know, um, what's one of those things? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a little tired of seeing uh, Seth Rollins and um, Matt Riddle. I can't wait for Cody Rhodes to return, so that way. Um, By the way, he had a schedule on his recovery too. Oh. We could yeah. see him sooner. Then later, yeah, which I'm I'm excited for because I really do want the story of Seth and Cody to continue, right? And then uh, push Cody into you know the whole bloodline mix and see how that goes, and uh, have uh, Cody Rhodes like probably take the boat off of Roman, if not you know someone else. But oh, bring, I back his, uh, bring back his brother Goldus, yeah, have a family feud, good old fashioned, you know, Hatfield and McCoy. Um, shut up, Rev. 
I mean, I mean, I digress. I mean, if if this was like another alternative world, uh, probably I would agree with you. But um, you know, I mean, yeah. Let me just leave that. That uh, <laughs> now that one back. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I I am I am recording the space, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, you know, but yeah. yeah, you know, we we talked about like a lot of different topics, and I really did want to get like different perspectives on the whole. Good Brothers going to WWE because this is something a little bit different. It's not like when Mickey James went over to WWE for the Royal Rumble and she was announced as the knockout women's champion at that time. Like that was like a one-off type of thing. Um, but she got it like checked off her bucket list, you know? So this one here is a little bit different in terms of that it could go further. This partnership, whether or not it's um verbal, written, or handshake, like it could go further and then the stories can definitely be a lot more because I trust Triple H um, rather than Vince because I know that this would have never happened with Vince, like, to this extent. No. And Vince, for all his passion for the business, everything wasn't exactly a wrestler either. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a little bit different for the mindset, um, and that's what people have to remember, that, like, Triple H, first and foremost, is a wrestler, and then he's also a businessman. And then being around Vince for so long that, you know, he acquired like, all right, so this works. This doesn't work. You know, how can we do this? How can we do that? You know, he, he kind of adapted. So he he's a hybrid of like a wrestler and a businessman that can push the company forward. And it's obviously like doing really, really well. You know, um, it's not perfect. No wrestling company out there is perfect. No wrestler, no wrestler out there is perfect either, but we get what we get. And then we come here and uh, talk about it and have these constructive cr- uh, criticisms and ideas and solutions to be like, Hey, this, this will be a little bit better because of X, Y, and Z. Uh, so for anyone out there that like, you know, doesn't like when I talk about wrestling or doesn't like when my buddies talk about wrestling, it's not because we don't want you to be happy. We just want a perfect, well, not perfect product. We want a good product where we could all appreciate the craft because man, these guys put their bodies on the line. These guys sacrifice a lot more than like the ordinary person sacrifices. Wrestling is not like wrestling is not like a regular nine to five job and shit like that. Like it's it's on the road like two hundred days a year pretty much. Yeah, man. Um and it's definitely a business where it tires you out, where it like really uh fucks with you physically and mentally, you know, Um, if we can give back to sort of do that phrase of work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. Why not, right? Like, why do we have to get shunned for wanting the wrestling business to work smarter, not harder, you know? Um, So with that, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there. Um, I'm intrigued by all of this. Um, This opens up so many possibilities for us to, um, you know, talk about it, um, have some fun with it. So, you know, Zen, I don't know if you create content or whatever it is, but if you want to go put yourself over, go put yourself over, man. Hey, um, I don't create content yet, but uh, hopefully in the very near future, um, I really, you know, one thing, um, you know, something that you just said about, you know, we're all wrestling fans. And as much as we there's nothing better when wrestling is good. There's really nothing better when it comes to form of entertainment, but um, $5 thoughts uh, would love, appreciate anyone um, 
to, for the follow. I'll do so in return. And um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be more active in the wrestling space and participate more in these uh, Twitter spaces. And uh, yeah, I'm all about building community, talking shit, and um, and pop culture. So um, so yeah, uh, you can follow me. Um, Five dollar thoughts, no Zen master here. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for being the speaker too for this whole entire thing. And uh, Rev, you know, do your thing, buddy. Like, put yourself over. <laughs> hey, it's me. It's TRC. You know what? I would love nothing more than to work with you sometime, Maureen. We've discussed this more than once. So I'll just leave that as that is. Uh, Zen, uh, I'm going to have to go through who I follow, unfollow some people so I can follow you. Uh, I'm at my limit right now. Um, <laughs> oh, I just threw the follow towards you. I just uh, followed you. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm putting up my numbers. I'm kind of scratching. I stepped away from Twitter uh, for a couple of years, and then I missed it. I uh, missed social media. I missed Twitter, not social media. So uh, I'm I'm literally just starting from zero, and uh, yeah. So every bit helps. Well, maybe you and I could do something sometime, bro. Like I like where your head's at. No, same, same, same to you, man. Same to you and Marie. Uh, I am officially a fan of yours. And uh, please, she good. Don't uh, this won't be the last time you'll be hearing my voice. Cook her food. Yeah, got to cook everything, bro. Like, there's more than one facet to her. That this girl, like, she's amazing, man. Lovely, lovely. Thank you, guys. I, I, all right, Rev, keep putting yourself over, man. I'll, I'll Uh, keep putting yourself over. I just, I just want to be able to you know, appear on a podcast once in a while, you know, it doesn't have to be mine or anything. Um, like I said, I do want to work with you, Zen and Marie. Well, we already know that. So um, once in a while, yeah. And actually, I think it would be kind of cool if the three of us came up with a, 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 some kind of a podcast, you know, where we can just let loose, right? But that's just me. All right, I will take that into consideration, considering like you know everything I have going on behind the scenes. But um, mm-hmm. I appreciate the kind words. Um, you know, I just think differently than like most women out there. So you know, I'm in a different category. But um, you know, I do like to help out the smaller uh, podcasters out there and like you know get them over as much as I can. I do see some familiar faces down here in the space anyway. Um, if you guys have not been following Ultimate Sports Talk already, uh, go follow him. Uh, he is the best sarcastic ass of a person that I enjoy to have in my Twitch chat and to follow me around and to support me. Uh, I just do that out of love. Um, so, you know, it's great that, uh, you know, he joined in, even though I wanted him to talk. Then we got Tom. Tom is part of uh, Thomas Island. Sorry for shouting you out there, buddy. But, you know, I also enjoy you too in uh, my Twitter spaces and also on Twitch. And, you know, me and you are uh, Thomas Island uh, people. So, you know, we all got to support and stuff like that. Um, I've seen Bobby around for a bit. And I know of Augusto. Thanks for tuning in, uh, you know, towards the end of um, uh, this uh, recorded uh, podcast space. Um, So, uh, to put myself over, um, I am Marie Shadows. Make sure to hit that follow button right here on Twitter at Marie underscore Shadows. 
Um, I also go live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows, where we watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, where I break down New Japan Pro Wrestling and, um, you know, wrestling in general and probably have some fun. If I'm too overwhelmed with wrestling, I tend to probably play a video game, but it's mostly wrestling. (laughs) You do a great job, my friend. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. Sometimes I think like I, I don't, and I'm being honest. Like I really don't. I had a had a I had a heart to heart talk with my Twitch community uh, not too long ago about like all the shit I was feeling. So you know, I I still have to give myself a pat on the back and shit like that um, because I, sometimes I, I, everybody that's in here, everybody gets down on themselves. I know I do because I'm older than you guys are. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but you, but 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 you act like so young, man. Like you're so great at it. <laughs> uh, thank you for the kind words. I will definitely take those into consideration next time I talk to my wife and tell her that. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. Of course, you you better do that. You better do that. But yeah, let me uh let me uh wrap this up um because this will be a special podcast episode that will be heard on marieshadows.substack.com. If you're not um. Signed up for free on my newsletter. I have free and paid content. My interviews are up on there where I interviewed uh, Aaron Hanare of the United Empire, uh, Clark Connors of New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, uh, Bodega Boy, Jared Diaz, uh, Shotgun Adams, and also Amanda Moreau, who is a manager and referee in the business. So, um, yeah, marieshadows.substack.com, twitch.tv forward slash marie underscore shadows, and then obviously this Twitter account and i love each and every one of you guys thank you for tuning in to a special episode of the square circle podcast and i'll see you guys on the next one keep rocking take care guys later